Good evening, everybody out there in podcast land. This is Ragnar here with my co-host, Balazar, and today this is episode six of A State of Gwent, where we will be talking about uh, the current state of the meta, uh, the upcoming GamesCon tournament, uh, and also the leaked new cards coming out from China Joy. Uh, all that and more right now. Uh, how are you, my friend, Balazar? What's going on? How are your games lately, huh? Ragnar, yeah, really good. Um, I've been playing a bunch of different things, uh, but I've been mostly gravitating towards monsters. I know a lot of people don't like it, but it is it is the strongest right now, and it's quite fun to play. And uh, you have a lot of variation and within it's monsters. Cancer. It's uh, no, no. But, I mean, it's but, not cancer, but it's uh, it's it's dominating. Let's say that at the it's moment. Dominating, yeah. It's it's is it overpowered? Yes, but is it as bad as um. Um, what was it called? Like uh, the Axemen back in the yeah, back in the... that faction that nobody plays anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, a few people do actually. I, yeah, I, actually, I can't say that no one does. It's gained in popularity. I see a lot of this um, Queen's Guardless Ceres uh, because uh, I guess um, someone posted some stats on the decks with the highest win rate, and yes. this one was oh, the, the highest Skelliger win rate. Deck. Deck. Yes, yeah, the, the, it's the... the one with the ships and the discard and no Queen's Guard yeah. and the cap. And, uh, hey, I have actually played that deck a bit myself. Um, it's It's got a really clever mechanic that I, like, I guess no one really thought of. The whole, uh, why don't we have Ceres uh, without having Queen's Guards, though? Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Like, uh, so the power of that, so the funny thing was I actually started playing it, like, two or three weeks ago. Or, no, no, no two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played it against someone before it got popular. Okay. Uh, and they must have been one of the first people to do it. And I was like, "Holy moly! This is such a such a cool deck. Yeah. It looks so much fun. Like you you spam your ships, you like kill a lot of dudes. And if a lot of people are playing monsters, you can kind of like hit a lot of the harpy eggs and yeah. Kind of, um, I I still I don't know. That deck is kind of weird to me because I I can't really identify why it's doing so well and why it's so strong. I mean, I, I get that you know the power of it is that you know you can you know resurrect the Ceres for free. Uh, you know, generally." two times uh, in a match, uh, simply because you've got Morkvard, Oligard, and you've got your own Priestesses and so on. But it's, like, why is that deck so powerful? Do, do you want, like, like, you played it more than me. Please yeah. tell me. <laughs> so I, I haven't played it recently, but yeah. I've been seeing, seeing a lot recently. But, okay, I, I would say it's two things. So first thing is, um, there's a lot of monsters, and before there was a lot of Consume. Uh, so Queensguard definitely has a weakness with Consume. Um, mm. And it, it's... With, with Katakan and with um, uh, the Grave Lord or Grave uh, gra- Grave uh, Grave Digger. Grave Digger. Yeah, yes. exactly. It, it it can get to a situation where it literally shuts down your strategy fully. Um, with this one, you can kind of still Katakan one of their you know ten point. It normally um, runs skirmishes as well though, so it's still weak to Katakan and. Um... But it's not. It won't like end the game for you. Mm. It won't auto end the game for you. So sure, it's uh, not. It's not reliant on that as your only. Yeah, exactly. So. For that reason, it feels a lot better. And of course, with the ships, I think with the Queen's Guard version, you can't do so much. Uh, you can't keep pinging them for two over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, because you only want to discard the Queen's Guard and maybe one or few other things. Um, and in this variant, of course, you discard a lot of stuff. Yeah. And the other thing is, uh, I don't know, I, I guess maybe there's a little bit of a theme here with, with the strong decks at the moment in that they all have carryover or, or decent carryover. Because, like, I guess the real power is that, you know, if you don't win round one, your opponent really can't just drive past round two. Because uh, yes. you have good carryover. So, I don't know, is carryover kind of overpowered at the moment, do you reckon? Like, is that why yes. monsters are so good and why this deck is now, like, competing very highly? Yeah, I guess it definitely defines yeah. kind of your game plan and how you need to kind of uh, react to certain opponents. I guess one of the most prolific decks in terms of carryover was the Dwarfs deck that was rampant a few weeks ago and i guess it's still but pretty that's popular. really that's really like dropped off lately i've hardly seen any people play dwarfs lately though i i guess like as you play against it more and more you understand how to kind of really hamstring it mm. to a point where they can't win round one and then it's really difficult yeah and actually i i think you just touched on something really important there the the dwarf deck is i mean not easily but like i mean it, it's quite counterable uh, and yes. there's a lot of different things that can counter it. You know, there's Coral, there, I mean, to a lesser extent, yeah. there's, there's Gigni, uh, there's Locks, and so on. So, uh, whereas the monsters, part of the reason why I think they're so powerful, and also, you know, similarly, the, the new Discard uh, Ceres deck, is 
it's not there's not like any one big thing that you can do to to counter it it's just it's consistent is that the word that, that i'm trying to think of it's, it's just consistent, consistent. And, it, and it hits on so many fronts like for yeah. example so i'm playing a lot of this um it's the kind of mid-range uh dagon deck because that's the other cool okay. thing within Dag- so within monsters you have a lot of variety Within Dagon, you have a lot of variety. Yeah, so it's, it's and, and it's hard to know what the Dagon player is actually doing. Whether they're Absolutely. running, you know, uh, hounds as well. Whether they're running like crones, because some do, some don't. Whether yeah. we're reckoning um, uh, BTM uh, because Twisted Mirror. Are you running yeah. that one? Have you played around with that uh, card? No, but you know, I'm I'm always thinking about these questions. Like, <laughs> are they running three cones? Are they running two? You yeah. never know. Yeah, no, it's true. And um, actually, that card's kind of annoying. Uh, it's because it, it's it's and actually, people have been complaining about that card a lot. And I think CDPR um, uh, might be doing something about that card soon because it's it's giving such big swings. It's it's mm. yeah, it's kind of like a better succubus in a weird way. Yeah, but uh, it's also more conditional. And it's more conditional, true. Um, but yeah, that, that, but it's a silver as well. So yeah, that card's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, um, but it, it, it's one of those cards that does require like a higher skill ceiling, if you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and card. don't forget that with Succubus, at le- its floor is, uh, what? Six points. Sure. Right. But the, like the, the Becker's Tristan Mary could get you in trouble. Like, for example, if you need to go last and you have card, you know, Maybe you don't have advantage, but you know you have the turn order priority, so that you will play the last card. Mm. And if you and you could get into a situation where playing Becker's Mirror would lose value, in that case you have to do a little bit of a gamble with the roping. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've seen I've seen people YOLO uh, BTM as well when they like they have for example like three harpy eggs and their opponent has one, or or they or or they've got three and their opponent has three and they're just like yeah YOLO BTM we'll see what happens and on I mean, stream and it's hilarious. In some cases, I guess you 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 have no other choice. You so that's happen. why it's a lot less consistent. And yeah, exactly. Stuff like that can happen. It's still um, very good and and big swings fun. as well. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know like. So so on and, and, and Monsters in general have been doing very well. Have you kind of seen any other decks that have caught your eye that are doing quite well and any um, other decks you're trying out? Like, I still see a lot of Northern Kingdoms. Um, and Ethne, of course, is like Dagon. Ethne can be running a multitude of different things. So from kind of the control with a lot of the um, the trappers. Yeah, and Hawk the very, Smugglers yeah. as well. I, I've actually seen, I mean, yeah. not a huge amount. It's still, I guess, 50% of my matches, you know, at around 4K MMR are still against uh, monsters. But I, I've been seeing a few controls, uh, Skotil. Exactly, <laughs> uh, Dicks. And of course, there's still the Bamboozle, which is not as good anymore because people are catching on. But it's, again, very fun to play and very interesting. Mm. And um, of course, Ethic could also be playing Dwarves, even though that's very rare now. Yeah, I've actually been trying out um, a Henselt deck recently. Oh, nice. So yeah, have Reavers, you seen this one? Yeah, I think so. It's so, crazy. Uh, do, you, do you play Naneki with it, right? No, no, not at all. Uh, so this is, uh, I guess, part of... Okay, so you know the Shadowways deck that, that has the you know insane tempo with, with playing all the um, K20 Sergeants and so on. This kind yeah. of deck requires... It, it's a similar kind of Hyrule deck. Uh, in that you run the sergeants, you run the the blue stripes commandos. Um, you run, you don't run the the uh, riders, the guys that come out when you're you know over twenty points behind. Um, but you do run Vess, and and it's kind of interesting because you you do your first move is generally play a, a sergeant, uh, and then a commander comes out. Uh, then your second turn you play Hensel, and you get the other two sergeants. Uh, and the other two commandos and Vess, and you play them all on the front row. Uh, so, so that and you know Vess obviously comes out at seven, uh, and the others buff to six. So, so Vess, oh yeah, no yeah, way, Vess so is a guard against. It, it's a uh, guard against Gigni. So uh, <laughs> that that by itself gives insane tempo. Um, uh, but you know, but it's still it's still counterable. It's counterable to things like lacerate and water hag and, yeah. and, and so on. But um, it's it, it's kind and, of I mean, yeah. like any combination of ping one damage or anything more yeah, than one. Yeah, but it's it, it's it's quite strong because it also runs the whole basis is that you get to round three and you've got reaver hunters, uh, similar to the shadowways deck. So uh, I guess the only problem though is because you're running running so many cards, you know, also like infantrymen as well that you don't want. Uh, multiples of in your opening hand, 
uh, or any, like the Blue Stripes Commandos, it's it's kind of high roll, you know, you, you, you kind of really get into bad mulligan situations uh, a decent amount of the time, so, uh, but if that doesn't happen, it's it's quite strong, so. Do you know what, actually, Ragnar, mm. Um, mm. that might be the perfect segue, because let me introduce you to our newest model of the <laughs> Banner Tudor. Okay. Strength <laughs> four. Choose a bronze spell from your, from your deck to your hand and then shuffle a card back into your deck that was the smoothest uh smoothest (laughs) transition i think i've ever seen so now when you have five different trios and you know six different quintuplets yeah you can kind of at least be a little less sad because you can put ship one of them back yeah so hey uh just just to just to introduce this kind of segment uh this is one of the new cards and there are a few new cards that have been uh I, I don't want to use the word leaked. Uh, I guess, I mean, they have been, I guess, revealed. <laughs> Nilfgaard. Um, um, because uh, there's this event that's been on recently, China Joy. Uh, and uh, a few of the cards that are coming up uh, in the upcoming patch were were displayed there. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Banard Tudor, yeah, it's, it's uh, obviously Northern Realms, Bronze. Four strength, siege, and uh, and you get to choose a bronze spell from your deck to your hand, then shuffle a card back to the deck. So yeah, so it's a card that kind of can uh, reduce some of that uh, bad mulliganing, I guess. Allow you to high roll a bit more. Yeah, allow you to be greedier, exactly. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's definitely interesting. Uh, I'm definitely thinking this card kind of, uh, like lends itself to like you know the higher than 25 uh northern realms type of decks yeah especially because in this meta you have a lot of these kind of special cards um like spells which um really can hose a certain type of deck so for example you really want to have a lot of lacerates against monsters typically um and some other decks so things like these cards like you can you can with banner tutor you can be a bit greedier with the kind of really fringe cards that you want to add and you can be a little bit safe that since you're running more than you know 25 cards yes. and you have the tutor, you can easily get it when it's needed and then you know really wreck shop with the tech card that you have. Yeah, so we could be going back to a you know a 37 kind of deck because that that oh. deck was that deck was really popular you know a patch or two ago, yeah. but this patch you know for the last month or so it it really hasn't been played. Um, Belly at all. It's it's. Uh, I guess the you know one of the guys that reached um, uh, rank one really popularized this twenty seven Northern Realm card deck. So it's uh, yeah we could be definitely seeing a, a return to the to the really um, you know varied lots of different types of cards. Uh, you know less high rolly type of Northern Realms. So uh, definitely excited to see how people will build uh, decks with this card. Um, so hey, no. uh, moving so on. What to other the next. cards are there? Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess let's keep doing Northern Realms. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say the name of this card wrong, so I'm going to read it very carefully. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, no, say it. <laughs> say what you think. Okay, so it's PFI. That's the that's the abbreviation. Poor flanking infantry. I keep thinking it's <laughs> poor. F- Put it on the bank. <laughs> infantry. Oh, <laughs> can, can I say poor that? Poor fire trucking infantry. Yeah, yeah. poor, poor I, I, fire trucking infantry. Because that's hey, that's what it was called in Witcher Three, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's a it's a really <laughs> clever homage. I actually I really like this one. Yeah, and uh, but no, but it's not a homage because it's got more than one strength. Uh, <laughs> you remember in the in the Witcher Three, this this card was like yeah, two or something. Low. Yeah, something. Similar. I'm pretty sure it was one. Uh, so hey, yeah, it's uh, it's six strength uh, melee, and it says deploy, spawn a left infantry on the left and a right infantry on the right. So I I assume that means uh, put two one ones on either side. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So how could this card be be good? I mean, it's a bronze. Yeah. I mean, it's to be honest, it's a pretty fantastic card. Um, see, so the, the one of the strengths with in monsters right now is the fact that they can put a lot of bodies on the on the floor. Yeah. And before before the weather patch kind of came into effect, uh, nerfing weather and especially frost, this was a this was a detriment. Like you didn't want to have bodies on the floor, uh, on the True. on the battlefield because the more bodies you had, the more ticks of um, the Axemen that they got. The X-Men. But now that they've changed it, what you can really utilize is cards like um, 
uh, Thunderbolt potion. Thunderbolt, or, yeah, or um, uh, even uh, Vess, uh, not Vess, sorry, uh, Yennefer, the one Yennefer. that makes the unicorn. Interesting. And it's so like so. One of the kind of key successes that I'm having in um, ladder is just you know having a lot of carryover, and then winning first round, mm-hmm. and then kind of playing a card that puts like six guys on the field, and then then I'm like up ten guys to his maybe one or two, and then casting this, and you get a huge yeah. switch. Also, so, also, hey, just to point out, um, the two one ones are kind of a you know uh, a counter against BTM. Oh yeah, okay. I didn't think of that. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. So, uh, uh, the, apart from that, I guess yeah, it, it also does stuff like that. It kind of protects you from cure amidst an epidemic, I guess. Um, yes. But importantly, that's having three bodies lets you effectively instantly activate. Um, the twelve point bronze, that is a thunderbolt potion. And True. monsters were the only guys I think who could do this with. The, oh no, okay, no, not the only ones, but you know, um, who could do it with one card that wasn't a trio. Yes. So you could do it, I guess, with a Northern Realms, but uh, then it's like three cards out of your deck. So with the harpy, you could basically in one move instantly activate the ability to use thunderbolt potion next turn. That was really powerful. Yeah. And it gives you a lot of points. And the ability that um, you know, Northern Realms can now do it. Maybe we'll see a lot of kind of Northern Realms type swarm decks. Yeah, it's true. And also, um, you know, you mentioned Thunderbolt Potion. So, so uh, extending from that, also Kira Metz with her Thunderbolt Potion. Yeah. Uh, it also, I guess, synergizes with a few other cards like um, uh, Redanian Knight Elect. So you can have, you know, unit on left and the right. Um, and it buffs both as long as the card has armor. So... Um, yeah, so I guess a few, uh, it also, uh, I mean, you know, now we're getting into a few kind of, well, not fringe situations, but it also kind of, I wouldn't say is a counter to weather, but against things like frost, uh, if you put it out, instead of losing two, you're losing, you know, just one point for yeah, two turns. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, uh, I guess there's a, there's a few kind of elements there. I mean, it's, it's just the merely row, uh, but, uh, you know, it can potentially be used, uh, as, as a way to mitigate, uh, that effect of weather. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting card. It's, it's, it's one that I'm, I'm interested to see, uh, clever ways people will not abuse it, but utilize it well. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. And of course, uh, when you just said what you said, I realized that, uh, you know, um, Swipe Lacerate is very powerful already, and it's included in almost every deck. Um, yes, that's And true. it's going to be even more powerful now that this is Malie, and it makes three dudes. So, yeah. That's very true as well. Uh, so, hey, uh, do you want to read the next card? What else have we got here? Yes, so we don't have any more Northern Realms, but we do have uh, a new card in the Monsters faction. Mm-hmm. It's called Cockatrice. Cockatrice. Um, you might remember it from, um, you know, The Witcher. You, I think you had to hunt one down. Yeah. Uh, That's so true. Uh, that, was that the opening? Uh, yeah. No, no that, that was a griffin, wasn't griffin. it? Yeah, exactly. But it was in the, uh, basically, very close to where the Bloody Baron was. Ah, okay. Right? I, I, don't, I don't know if I ever got up to that area. I, I got up to the, the Bloody Baron, and, and then I just started playing Gwent all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, um, yeah, so it's a Monster's Bronze. It's yes. six strength. It goes into the range row. Mm-hmm. It says, boost self by two when an ally with death wishes played, including golds. And when you deploy it, boost self uh, by two for each ally with death wish. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Boost self so by two. So by itself, it's just six. But if you've got a Harpy out, it's eight. If you've got two Harpies out, it's ten and, and so on, right? So... Oh, well, actually, no, I would think if you had a, like, Seleno Harpy out, it would be 10 already. Oh, yes, okay, because it counts the two eggs separately, of course. Yeah, I think so. Boost Unless self for each that. allies with Deathwish, and each of the Harpy eggs has yeah, Deathwish. Death yes, okay. Uh, and then, um, what else cards can work with this? So, the, the so Earth Elemental uh, just buffs exactly it by two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting. What, what do you think... Like I don't know, I'm, I I I don't know how to evaluate this card because I mean, don't forget it. It's also like Neckers and um, things like that. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of cards that it synergizes with. But do monsters really want to play a big? Yeah, unit no, like that's that? that's the thing, right? So this this could lead to a strong card for archetypes that aren't going for pure consume, but kind of doing consume hybrid. Yeah, because in a pure consume deck, 
I'm not even sure if you would want this because well, there's just no. space. Yeah, there's never space. I mean, I could see it working in a deck that has like all of the Death Wish. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, the the kind of the mid range monsters to gun deck that's running right now, it has two to three golems and all three Selena harpies. So this would be pretty good in that deck as yeah. just a value card. It's kind of like similar to the the Nilfgaard uh, Imperial Brigade, yeah. right? It's, I think it's exactly that kind of uh, template, and then of course stretched out to the monsters. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I, again, this is another card that I, I'm not too sure about. I, I'd like to see the type of decks that will will build this with it. Um, but I'm, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know. How, okay, if I ask you, like, how? What's a typical carryover that a Dagon player gets into round two? Like, typically, it's like two golems and two. Um, uh, yeah, hearts. I mean, it depends who you what decks you play against. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. But, okay, but yeah, some, I mean, you'd be lucky to do that. Well, but let's say typical. If if that's typical, then this guy comes out as a twelve point bronze. Sure, if you play it as as your first card on round two. No, or you. Oh can no, play no, it, no, wait. no, no, no. If you play it any time in the first round and no, you have yeah, like okay. you one have golem and round. one Selena Harpy with both of its egg intact, yeah. then this will be twelve, which is pretty amazing. Sure. And I, to be honest, I don't. I think the card could be very strong. But I just I'm not a fan of the design just because this design was really unique to um, Imperial Brigade I think before there are other things that of course get buffed mm. but with those typically it's by one or something Imperial Brigade was a case where it was two and it was also you could play it first or it last either way it still gets buffed it, it's a weird card because it's kind of counterintuitive to the normal monster plan and like round three this is just a six. Like unless uh, unless unless you also happen to have a harpy, which you don't want to have, like in round three, right? Or, or uh, uh, I mean, maybe maybe consume depending on how many cards you want you have would would like yeah. to have a harpy. But it, this is really not going to get value in round three, uh, round two to a lower extent. So this is really just a round one card, right? Yeah, unless like unless people start really breaking the mold of what's possible. So for example, one deck now, uh, it's not mine, of course. Um, someone has already gotten to i think top 15 or something with it it was a very strange kind of brew it was basically utilizing neckers but with um the necker warriors mm. so typically necker warriors you use them to get foglets or you use them to um kind of yeah i think it's typically as foglets um but this guy was kind of just making a lot of neckers and then even if they were much smaller you had so many of them that you could have like you know multiple neckers on the field all the time and never run out because your deck is just full of neckers. Yeah. So if you had a crazy deck with, you know, I don't know, like up to a max of, uh, what could you get? So with to? the like three nine. necker warriors, they have yeah, uh, so like nine, um, nine neckers. And also and maybe, the you're forgetting um um uh what's the, the silver card that also yeah, can operator. make another one? Yeah. Op, no, 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 operator. And then there's also. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, monsters nest. Uh, Monster's Nest. There's one more as well that I'm thinking of. Oh, I can't okay. remember so the card. You get like 11 to 12 Neckers? Yeah. Oh, Maybe Decoy. Then. Of course. Decoy as well. You decoy a Necker Warrior and then you, yeah, and you use it on the... Um, uh, oh, wait. Does that Necker. trigger Death Wish? No, no, no. But you you just, you just have Necker Warriors so you can oh, get, right, get more course, Neckers yeah. and then you just know. have a ton. So you, and you can then like you know use your brands and, and abuse it to keep getting more and more so that they come out. Yeah. So maybe in something crazy like that, this might be like yeah. insane. But it's uh, interesting. I don't know. And hey, uh, weird interaction. Uh, your opponent. So if this ever gets big and like uh, like a swim kind of death swarm uh, decks become popular again, uh, your your opponent plays an iris on your side. Oh, my cockatrice gets buffed. <laughs> to be honest, like I'm not saying I I know that this will be an amazing card. It's just yeah. I'm I'm just not a fan of the design because again, if you think about it. How often will you have a Selene Harpy in your hand? Like, very often. Sure. So, basically, if you have a Selene Harpy, this is already a 10. And if they kill the eggs later, it doesn't matter. This is going to stay a 10. True. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Like, now, because one, one of the things when uh, Nilfgaard was big was staggering your Imperial Brigade. Exactly. And, and you could so now you've got to try and stagger your Cockadrice. But how do you stagger it if your opponent doesn't kill your eggs or something? You know, like... Uh, if your opponent okay, in yeah. consume, it should be pretty easy. But yeah, sure. if, if outside of consume, yeah, not sure. It's interesting. 
It's interesting. Okay, so hey, moving up, I will read the next one. So uh, let's go to Nilfgaard next. So uh, now, again, I'm not really sure how to pronounce this one, but Magni, I guess it is. Magni Troop. Uh, Nilfgaard Bronze. It is 8 strength. It is on the ranged row. uh, And it reads, deploy a boost self for each disloyal unit in your hand. Interesting. So this is a, a less good cockatrice, right? It's, <laughs> it's, well, it's a less good Imperial Brigade, isn't it? Like, yeah. this is what I couldn't figure out. Like, what's the deal with this one? I mean... It's a turn one, round one play, if you have... Only. If yeah. If you have I, lots of like, Unless they're going to add some weird kind of psych, like spy cycling or something like well, that. Well, you could use Emir to get... Oh, no, I guess you can't use Emir to get a spy back. Yeah, you really need mulliganing with this. So... Well, your opponent's spy, I guess, if you're playing in a mirror. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It, it, just stuff in your hand. Whereas Cockatrice was also on the board. Uh, well, it, it is... Whenever, oh, or just it, on like, the board already, and then when everyone yeah. has played. This is just what's in your hand. So, I mean, it, it is eight strength base. Yeah, so it's two higher. So... Than, um... You know, and, and, you know, I I guess one of the previous podcasts we talked about what is the kind of baseline strength for a bronze unit and it's, you know, somewhere around 10 or 11, right? So it only I would would say nine. nine, nine Yeah, I would say 10, I think. I think bronze is... Because, like, the only one that's 10 is, as a unit, is, um, what's it called? The Nilfgaard Knight? Yeah, but but you got to look at the kind of average value. So, you know, if we're talking about, like, a, a Reaver Hunter, for example, the average value is, is you know, I'd say at least 10. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it depends on matchups and depends how the interactions work. So, but yeah, it, I mean, it only technically needs one disloyal unit in your hand for it to have, you know, decent value. Now, that's uh, a good Yes. But it is very, like... High rolly, like you know, say you have three of these in your opening hand because it's a bronze, uh, and you have like say another three disloyal units, um, so you just play all of them out. But you know, then you're weak to things like scorch. You know, it's it's, I don't know, it's I mean, it's a weird card. You're right. I think the only difference that I can see may and maybe again, what will be this will be revealed to us as we see more of the cards, uh, one of which is coming up, but um, is that. I think Imperial Brigade says for every spy on the opponent's side. Yes. So maybe what this one is looking for is a bit different. Because what if Nilfgaard starts getting a lot of quote-unquote disloyal units that are really modal? Like a good example is Letho, but I think Letho is the only example right now, which is like that. Where Letho is a card you you could see playing on either side. Yeah. Because it does two different functions on, on yeah, one side. on your true. So if they made a lot of cards, like, I don't know, I, I can't imagine what it is now, but if there's a card that sometimes you want to play on your side, sometimes you want to play on the other side. Good. So effectively, it's not a disloyal unit, but it's buffing magnitude. They could change uh, then, Ambassador to have uh, be allowed to play on your own side and buff your opponent's unit by 10. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, <laughs> no. I'm not Never sure mind. what I'm thinking of. But, That's uh, addition. You know, okay, maybe it'll be something like, it's eight when you play it on your side, hmm. but when you play it on the opponent's side, so okay, it's it's like a two two power unit. Mm-hmm. And this is a hypothetical unit. When you play it on their side, it does I don't know like six damage to something. So it's eight powers, uh, or I guess I don't know like seven power to something. Or if you play it on your side, it boosts by uh, six and it becomes eight. Yeah. So it's not really good, but it has the duality of being. It, it could just be an eight drop, hmm. or it can be like a little bit of a mini Alzer Thunder. Yeah, it's it, it's a weird card because it, again, it's another kind of counterintuitive card because Nilfgaard generally wants to pay their emissaries early. Exactly, you know what I mean? and then they get their spying units yeah. not from the hand but from their deck, in, like directly. Yeah, so you emissary into one of these, and then it's to less value. But yeah. it is it, it's so like high value when you have it and you have a bunch of. Uh, you know, disloyal units in your hand, in your opening hand. So say, say, I mean, I don't know if you'd want a hand like this, but say you had three emissaries, uh, three um, ambassadors. So that's automatically, you know, six times two, 12. So this is a turn one 20 strength play. 
Like that's no, crazy. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's fourteen. Wait. See, it boosts self for each disloyal unit in hand once. It oh, once, once. Okay, so yeah. fourteen. Okay. Yeah, but see that, but that I just assumed it was so unlikely to happen. That's like yeah, the, yeah. probably the best case scenario. Yeah, unless so of course best case is fourteen, yeah. which is unless strong. But, yeah, but just don't forget, we might be seeing other spies that we don't know about. So yeah, so I I don't know. I I I think this card is is gonna be hard to make work very well. It's yeah, I don't know. Maybe Swim can make a deck out of this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he just runs every every disloyal unit, uh, <laughs> even the like uh, neutral ones like uh, Iris or something. We will see. Um, okay, moving up, we've got the next Nilfgaard uh, unit. So it's Assassin. Love the name. Uh, we definitely needed an Assassin. Uh, and that works with a Disloyal unit, which it is. Uh, so this can go on any row. It is Agile. It is two strength. Uh, and it says deploy damage a unit on the left by the unit's base strength. So what does that actually mean? Well, it means, the first thing it means that there's now a gold card with almost the same name, and the bronze is actually much better. Okay. Which yeah, gold like card? Assassinate. Oh, so, well, is that or a card? I, I've never actually seen that card play. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've never seen it <laughs> See, I, I, that card is, is, like, not even in my brain when yeah, I... There are three... I think I think a sign of a good player mm-hmm. is that you you know what every single card in the game does. <laughs> except for Assassinate. <laughs> except for Assassinate, Bontaro Dim, and Priscilla. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen any of these cards. No one plays around Assassinate until the meta shifts, <laughs> and they still won't because. Yeah. Still... <laughs> so okay, yeah. so the first thing that stands out to me about this card is its base strength. Yeah, so it's not as good as it could be. Well, yes, uh, yeah, it doesn't it's work. Situational because. The... Boosted yeah, units. Sorry. So no, no, yeah. So boosted units like, uh, like you know, the the pirate captains, for example. Or spotters or anything. Yeah, like that. or spotters or anything like that. It's not as good, but it will always do the base strength, which is interesting. Yeah. So I mean, base the 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 race that has the most base strength is really Skellige. Mm. So this would be pretty good against Skellige because um, then I think if your guys are wounded, I mean, okay, if your guys are wounded, then I guess you'll be killing them anyway. Um, but it's it's a weird one because you're also giving them two points when you do that. So of course you're not giving them two points because you know if you're playing this with the card we just talked about, Magnitude before, or of course with the more normal kind of choice, Imperial Brigade, um, that could be really good. And then you know maybe what this will mean is uh, Ryzen. Um, I don't even know what the card's called. Meno Cahoon. Yes. Yes. Which destroys all the spies on their side. Maybe. Which maybe is it not a card that has seen any real amount of play because it's very. Uh... I mean, it's a card that you only want in round one, uh, and you only want in a long round one, yeah, so, okay. which is why it's it's not a card that's in play. The, the interesting thing about this card, which which immediately came to my mind, um, is because, you know, I've played Nilfgaard a decent amount, uh, and in the consume matchup, uh, a card that was annoying, because uh, normally I run, uh, or have run, D-Bomb and Letho, uh, a card that was... Um, uh, you know, slightly annoying if I only have D-Bomb is the, uh, is the leader uh, for the consume. Uh, what's the leader called again? I always forget this one. Um, oh, you're, the, you're talking about the vampire leader? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, oh, what's oh. the name of the... Uh, Unseen Elder. Yes. Okay, oh, so, yeah, so Unseen Elder and it comes down, it consumes three allies, and it, but it strengthens instead of boosting. So if you have a card like D-Bomb... Uh, or, or shackles, um, and you shackle this card, and you've got an unseed elder that's like at thirty or forty strength, uh, and then you play assassin, it, boom, it's dead. Oh wow! Okay, swing, that's right? super. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's conditional, right? I'm, I'm amazed that you thought about that. Yeah, I would, that's not. I would. Maybe it's because I used to play Camby, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, that okay. was a card that was annoying as well. Like it, 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 oh, it, that would be so bad, so good against. Oh man. <laughs> But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's not as good, obviously, against anything that's boosted. So even like, uh, even the uh, Hyalma, for example, it's not as good against, because it only does what... Yeah. I mean, you know, if you are able to oh, get it. If you're, if you're able yeah. to shackle it. Shackle but it. on that one fringe scenario against Unseen Elder, that would be a ridiculous point swing. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, do you think this card will see a decent amount of play? I mean, I'm not too sure. It's uh, disloyal. It works with Magni Troop. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, again, I'm more thinking of Imperial Brigade, but like... Yeah, Imperial Brigade, it works for two. Even then, would you want to have too many of these? Because that, it's losing you points, right? Because... Sure, you go down two. Yeah, you go down two, basically... What it does. You both lose a card, and you go down two. And sometimes, they don't even lose your card. Sure. So, so for that reason, it's, it's kind and of sometimes really sometimes you have no good targets. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you face you off against an Ekamara, for example, and you deal three damage to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Or a, or a spotter or a pirate captain. Pirate captain is not too bad. I mean, well, actually still really bad. You're dealing what, you know, in round three, you're dealing seven to it. Yeah, and uh, I guess it doesn't even ignore armor, so, like, you can't even kill, like, an Axeman. Yeah, I don't know. Comes down. I think the main synergy will be like you said like index that that want to have imperial brigades um yeah, uh, yeah. But it is interesting. it's an interesting twist on alzer's thunder right is what it is that's true that's true and more disloyal units is is a good thing yes because uh, there'll be more synergies so what's the next uh next card Do you want to read the yep, next it's ones out clan dramon skirmishers it's a skeleton bronze it's eight strength it's ranged and uh, deploy, discard a bronze unit from your deck. I cannot wait. This is actually my I favorite love, card. card right? Favorite yeah, love, card. Yeah, I love this card because I guess it's what you're going to say too. Is the fact that you can now, it, it kind of makes up a brand. Like, you can now play something other than brand and still get a lot of discarding in. It's true. It, it, it allows you to play, for example, Queen's Guards without the leader of brand. Yeah, How so... ridiculous is that? You just use this to get rid of your um, Queen's Guards as long as you have one Queen's Guard in hand. Yeah, I mean, you probably still wouldn't want to do that, but yeah, oh, you could. The possibilities are open, right? And and imagine what you could do with the discard deck. Like the you'd have to build deck. it differently. But so yeah. you wouldn't need uh, you wouldn't need the pirates anymore, right? Oh, that's a good example. Yeah. So instead of instead of Doing the price, you could put other utility things in. Yeah, no. So you just, you just, what even, even if you just replace the three clan uh, demon pirates with the uh, three of these guys, uh, suddenly your mulligans now uh, are not as bad. Ah, that's right? a good point. Yeah. Uh, you're you're no longer having to, uh, you know, wait to um, to Ermion, for example, before you, you no longer have to play pirate before you er Ermion. Uh, which was, you know, always very annoying. And and Pirate also was very low tempo. It, it's only six in round one, uh, whereas this is ra- this is eight. Um, or, you know. or 13 or more if you know, have the clan on crate, which yeah, is very common. Yeah, exactly. And if, and if you, I mean, again, I'm not saying you, you just replace this with, with the clan demon pirates, uh, but, you know, if, if that's the only change you make, uh, you effectively have one more total discard. In your deck, which is obviously better for the pirate captains. Um, I, I'm imagining scenarios where, uh, for example, say say the Sarah's discard deck that's become popular recently. You use King Bran uh, and you get, you know, say you have a, a, an oligarch in hand. So you use King Bran to get rid of Sarah's. You use King Bran to get rid of Morkvarg, not oligarch because you've already got it in hand. And instead you get rid of one of these cards. Uh, the, the Clan Drummond's Skirmishes, that goes to nine, right? Because of the uh, King Brand ability. Uh, and then you res it, uh, and then you've automatically got, you know, an, an, uh, you know you discard, for example, uh, Clan and Crate Raiders, and boom, you've got so much extra tempo. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just imagining certain scenarios where, where this, is, this is good. Maybe you can have a deck with, with Clan Dimmon Pirates and this, I don't know. Then you've got even more discard, um, you know, uh, uh, discard. I mean, it's to not too far-fetched. Captains. A lot of the problems I had when I was playing this deck is you're literally at zero cards at the end of turn three. So sometimes yeah. if they ever played a um, Avalak, you didn't draw a card on your last turn. It's so, true. Because it's, it's so efficient at thinning. Yeah. And even if you don't have the Raiders, you've already got rid of them uh, all somehow, maybe because of Ermion, uh, it, it thins your deck. You know, so, um, you know, say you've got, you're now in round two or round three and uh, you've already used most of your discard stuff and you've got War Longship in your deck. 
this just gets it out. You know, it's still it's still only eight power, but it gets rid of a card that you don't want uh, now. So that you know, yeah, at the worst, yeah, yeah at no, the worst. So and give an extra value to whatever uh, pirate captains you've you've got in the round. So. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe there could be some Skellige decks with more than 25 cards. Maybe still with 25 cards, uh, with with extra ways to discard, and, and a card like, um, uh, what's the gold uh, one? Siridash, yes. So, you know, this is uh, faster ways to get to Siridash. Uh, which I yes, I mean, card. it can't discard Siridash itself, but it can yeah, clear but the way. Yeah, but it can your deck even more. Yeah, it can clear so. the way, exactly. Uh, yeah, so no, I'm really excited for this card. This is my favorite card, and I definitely want to figure out uh, how to make this uh, really, really good. So Nice. Uh, what have we got next? Sure, we have uh, Doragore. Um, Doragore. It's now our first uh, non-bronze, non I guess. <laughs> um, it is a neutral silver. It's two strength, and it's siege. Um, it says, deploy spawn savage bear, wyvern, or griffin. That is ridiculous. Yeah, so it's the ultimate was, tech card, right? Yeah, Clan Drummond, uh, Skirmishes was your favorite card. This seems like an auto include almost in. Depends on what the meta is, what, but really, no. This is a tech card. This is always a tech card. I mean, but okay. So wait, Griffin is the one that steals from so the grave. Griffin grave, is right? the one that steals from your opponent's grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good tech against, um, you know, Queen's Any guard. The Skellige discard to a lesser extent, you could get like a Foglet at, <laughs> against monsters, which is still yes, good. Yes, but it's very good against uh, Northern Realms too sometimes. Um, True. Because they want to kind of, uh, if they're playing the back, which exactly is... something the variant where they want to get uh, stuff back into the deck. Um, but okay, sorry, yeah, you're right. It's not so, an auto, but no, it just depends. But I mean, it's versatile, and this is this is why the mages are very commonly played. Uh, in a lot of decks, it's versatile. So you can use the Griffin, which by itself is eight, uh, plus the uh, Doragore. I still can't pronounce that card right. I don't know. Uh, two. So uh, you know, in, in that scenario, it's ten uh, for a silver plus whatever you steal from your opponent's graveyard. Uh, you can get uh, a Wyvern. Now, what is Wyvern again? It, it, so it comes into play. I don't. I've forgotten the actual values because it got nerfed. It comes into play and it pings. I think it's like a. Ah, yes. Six and things for three or something like that. This is one of those cards you really don't see at all, though, right? That's why yeah, I Yeah, it like... used to be way too powerful. It used to be like six and pinks for five on a brave. Uh, yeah, but then they nerfed but it. But now you never see it. Because it's nine and it's not even, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, and you're right. It was nerfed, uh, which is why I actually don't have any. I'm just looking at my collection at the moment. I must have <laughs> you know. uh, milled it away. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just reading it now. Uh, Wyvern, Wyvern. Uh, deploy damage an enemy by three, and it's uh, got six base it's... strength. So by itself, as long as they have a you know three or more unit, it's nine plus the the two from Dorigore, uh which makes it eleven. So and then just... there's you're, there's other synergies, right? Yeah. So the thing with Dorigore is the thing I think is a bit weird is if they want to make it a tech card, they should make it have a very low floor. So okay, so Dorigore, like even in a bad situation, it's still exactly like 11. Or, or Savage Bear is also yeah. good. Like, say, say, one? Yeah, say there's nothing you want to kill. Say, you, and you, for whatever reason, you don't want to play anything else as your first card. Savage Bear on round one, so you get seven plus two, so nine. So the lowest, the lowest, you're right, the lowest uh, floor is nine, but then whatever units they play out of it, it pings by one. So it's got a very high, like, Low point. Like, <laughs> not a point, it, like, but it, influence on the game. Like, when you're playing against Skellige, mm. the the kind of influence that you can exert with this card is quite, like, the pressure could be quite oppressive. Yeah. And, and against it monsters, it's very good because of Savage yeah. Bear, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's versatile. That's, I guess, where the strength is. Yeah. So, I again, yeah. it, I think... It seems too powerful to me. I don't know. It does, right? But it also seems... The thing is, this is one that I think we won't know until we see it in yeah. action. But it still seems... So, like, uh, part of me is saying it's too powerful, and the other part of me is saying it's just a tech card. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, I think, to be honest, I would definitely play this in a lot of my decks. Yeah. Any of the non-Crones ones, maybe, because they, they can't... They just don't have space. But it really does a lot of things, and again, it's never too bad. Yeah, I, I think this card is going to see a lot of play when the patch hits. I think 
of like course. most people are going to be running this card and then and then the meta's going to settle a bit and this will be more of a tech card after that because yeah. i mean you know it, it's it's again better in niche kind of circumstances and i know we said the the, the lowest ceiling for the card is is, is 9 you know savage bear and and, uh, and uh, the base 2 strength uh, but there's a lot of good silvers out there and oh, yeah. a lot of decks are very tight on silver cards you know you you you, you know it's hard to afford slots um, so which is why i think it's it's really more of a tech card not an auto include yeah um, why settle for nine points when you can get like 20 points with bto right yeah <laughs> like and, you were saying before and actually in a, in a weird way this card also is is more of an auto include if you want to use that that term in the skelliger discard because part of the weakness yeah. of the the skelliger discard deck um uh is that you know if you face up against monsters they catacard it or they they grave digger it but this if you're running this you just get it back <laughs> yeah so i <laughs> guess know. it won't Same work with catacan yeah, but it will work against Gravedigger as long as it's not in the last turn, and I guess it will work against yeah. Dargary. Like or, or, or the you know some monster decks now are running Griffins. Uh, I have seen it, especially on stream. Really? Like, yeah, okay, that's... I've, I've seen it. People are running it. Yeah. Uh, like pu- Pumpkin of, Shoot, yeah. for example. Pumpkin Shoot stream. Uh, yeah. Just yesterday, he was running it. Okay, that's probably because then um, at the highest levels, there's a lot of Skellige now with the resurgence of this. Uh, serious deck without uh, the Queen's cards. True, true. Um, so yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to see how this card plays out. Actually, uh, that is a good point. To be honest, I was on the cusp of adding Katakan to my Dagon deck, uh, just yeah. for the purely for the purpose of just the, against that one matchup. Yeah, because it was so common for that two or three days, just you know, uh, you know, just, just earlier this week. Yeah. Um, and I was like, it will always eat like a fourteen-point bronze. Yeah, it's true. And you know, the interesting thing about this card really is that it's giving these tech options to any deck. Yeah, that's the thing. That is true. Yeah. So uh, it's and it's also like I think you explained to me once um, that Gigni is a uh, an amazing card to have in the game because it counters certain things that get too oppressive. You know, like say dwarfs. Uh, so if you ever get you know an opponent that's trying to buff up a unit to you know, 20 plus strength, having a card in the game that, that can you know potentially counter that is is great. So having this card, where anyone has the ability to pull something from your opponent's graveyard, uh, where anyone has the ability to put a savage bear out if your opponent's playing like a ridiculous amount of um, uh, units, uh, that is a great thing for for the meta because it, it it stops any you know certain things from being too oppressive. Right, right. Okay, well, okay. Then I guess the prediction that I will give you, the pro tip, is mm. if you think everyone's going to play Dargary in the first few days, mm. then, um, then if you're playing Skellige, <laughs> put a lot of those guys in the ones that uh, what are they called? Sorry, I forgot the names. The, the, the kind skirmishes. of like they're six, but yeah. when they take a damage, they retaliate and become an eleven. <laughs> sure. Against the against the savage bear. Yeah, just like they'll. Yeah. Oh no, but ah, you're Skellige. They they'll save it to do a griffin. Okay, never mind. That's yeah, it. and then they just won't take savage bear. <laughs> yeah, I take that. Uh, but no, you're right. It, it'll be interesting to see how the meta plays out with people like because there's always the people that are like, okay, let's try to find the most abuse abusive thing, and then there's the other people that are like, okay, let's try to counter the meta. Like, what are people going to do? Let's try to make a deck that that discounters that. So, yeah. to be honest, the coolest one is finding the abusive things. Like copying yeah. it is a different thing, and then beating it is different. But to be able to find these decks that are insane, that's that's pretty awesome. Like you have to you have to like really throw some rules out the window and then try some crazy things. Yeah. Or you just have to watch a uh, swim stream. <laughs> oh, but then you're finding it. Then you're I know, I know. Like, I mean, finding it for the first time. Uh, so, hey, uh, what else have we got? I think there's only... I mean, there's a few little changes here of, of yeah, other There's cards. only one new card left, right? But there's only one, one, one last card that's been leaked, and that's uh, gold. It is Vesemir. Now, this is... This is you know, obviously Vesemir is already a silver card. That's not going to change from my knowledge. Do you know? Uh, no, it's staying. I just it'll get different art. Yeah. So this is a like a separate card. Like like there's Siri and there's Siri Dash as two separate golds. So this is Vesemir. It's a neutral gold, uh, and it says six strength, any row. So it's agile, and it says deploy, play an alchemy card from your deck, then shuffle others back. 
So, or, or I guess other, uh, another one. So we don't really know what an alchemy card is yet. Do you have any kind of speculation? Is it the I potions? Mean, it's definitely potions. The What I've heard other people talk about is whether it's going to also include bombs because mm -hmm. the, the Witcher kind of um, universe has both bomb making and alchemy. Uh, sorry, potion making. Um, uh, you know, what else could it be? Yeah, I don't know. So, so you, you basically, it's 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 a tutor. You get any alchemy card you want that's in your deck. Yes. So, let's just evaluate. Say the best is um, Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt Potion. And Thunderbolt Potion provides, what, 12 value? And this is a yeah. six-strength card. I mean, obviously, you're going to have three units uh, uh, connected to each other. Uh, so, but if, if you're doing that, so that's 12 plus 6, it's 18 for a gold, which is quite decent. But then it's uh, just a worse... But it's conditional. Yeah, but it's it's a worse, um, uh, what's it called, Kira. Well, Kira I mean... Kira is not an auto-include. Kira is much better than this. Kira's I mean, te technically less. Kira is one point less. No, so... but that's, it's totally worth it for the kind but of... But Kira has more can... versatility. Yeah, yeah, so much more. Like, the, you could, to pull out an Epidemic from nowhere, if... Your opponent just kind of does something a bit risky. It's oh. true, but I would still say that Kira, on on average, you know, seventy maybe eighty percent of the time uses Thunderbolt potion. Uh, yeah, but yeah. in even in that case, um, this has a condition that you have to have it in your deck. So if true. you're all out of them, it does thin by one. Yeah, but... that's true. The thinning is is a it is an interesting concept because there'll be so and it, because it's neutral, uh, there'll be other decks that can utilize it to thin more. I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what else is considered an alchemy card. Exactly. That's yeah. all it is. So this, this card... Is Marjoram alchemy? Yeah, exactly. You you won't know until you find out what's alchemy. Yeah. And if, if there's a decent, um, you know, range of alchemy cards, um, then this is it's kind of like a let's tutor into something, like, you know, that I need in this situation. Like, like, exactly. like people reinforcing into, you know, using the card reinforcements into their mage to, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Then it's very good. And I think it really depends on how kind of techy alchemy options you have. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It, obviously, it lends itself to a more controlly kind of deck, I would suppose. But uh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe... I mean, uh, you have this poor flanking infantry now, so it's like a two-shot <laughs> combo. Yes. <laughs> Build your own, you know, monsters. Yeah, I love how you use the, the G-rated version of that, that card name. I'm still yeah. going to refer it to, to the other one. Maybe not on this podcast, though, because, uh, you know, then we might get, I don't know, do they ban podcasts that use swear words? <laughs> I'm know. sure we've already sworn a lot. The, yeah, probably. Oh. Yeah, it's okay. Well, let's let's just try. Poor fucking interview. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, let's see if the uh, podcast police get us. <laughs> we done goofed. Uh, yeah. So so hey, so that's all the, the new cards. Um, I guess the next kind of bit of news that's been uh, not leaked, this has been announced, uh, is the Gamescom tournament. Uh, so this is very exciting, uh, simply oh, yeah. for, so yeah, simply for, I mean, it's great for, um, obviously the players that, that go, but it's, it's just great for the game and the competitiveness and the, the kind of, you know, the future, uh, competitive scene of, of Gwent. So absolutely. Because you can now have people like the competitions before were pretty small, so you couldn't support yourself playing Gwent unless you streamed. And, uh, this is just another way to kind of, um, that's true. Have some pro Gwenters kind of make it make a whole thing out of it. Yeah, soon there's going to be millions of people in a stadium in South Korea uh, cheering <laughs> Gwent players on, like like StarCraft or something. Maybe not, but uh, but it's great. And hey, so just to give a bit of information, uh, basically a total of eight players will compete for a prize uh, pool of twenty five thousand uh, dollars. Which I mean, you know, again, you got to remember this is this game is still in. Uh, open beta uh, and to have uh, already prize pools uh, in the tens of thousands uh, is awesome for, for a very new game so and this tournament is in uh, uh, taking place at Gamescom in Cologne Germany which is at the end of August uh, but the thing that that's been really affecting um, uh, a lot of uh, you know high position Opinion. players yeah, yeah uh, in the last few days uh, has been this kind of grab. Uh, for the top seven positions because the top seven 
get a free entry. Well, not free entry. I mean, they get one of the, the eight uh, positions because the eighth position goes to whoever wins this tournament they're going to have at Gamescom uh, mini tournament beforehand. Uh, but the other seven get the invites by being the top seven on the ladder um, as of 2 p.m. UTC, which uh, as of the film of this podcast, there's what, 30 minutes left until uh, that top seven is decided. Uh, ha- hey, fellas, have, have you been Oh my God, 30 minutes? Yeah, I know. It's crazy, right? Have you been Jeez, following what the are we ladder, doing? Though? We should be playing, not podcasting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm only like, to, you know, 10,000, well, not 10,000, but, but thousands of positions. 3,000. <laughs> but, um, but have you been following the ladder recently? It's been crazy, right? So no, I haven't actually. Uh, yeah. Has it been just going up and down all well, over the place? I've just I've just been watching a few, you know, like a few people streaming and uh, just been watching you know every so often whenever whenever I log in on GOG, uh, I just have a look uh, for the last week or so. You know who is at the top? Uh, you know top seven front page of the global leaderboard, and you know people be going up, people be going down. Um, uh, a bit of a buddy of mine uh, had a bit of bad luck. Uh, a guy named Captain. Toish, I don't know how to pronounce his name properly, but Captain Toish uh, was uh, on number one for a while, and then he dropped a bit, which was a bit sad. Uh, but you know, you see some 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 familiar names there at the top. Uh, Super JJ was was number one for about a day. He's now six, so he's still up there. Um, but who else have we got at the top seven at the moment? I'll, I'll just read out the names: Ei Sloth, uh, leading ninety two. Fra, Chaincaller, Duo F Enel, uh, Hannah Chan, which is a name people might recognize, Super JJ number six, and Jorah's number seven at the moment. Um, yeah, so a few people that have kind of been jumping around between one and seven, a uh, couple new p- people to the list uh, in the last hour or two, which has been really interesting. It's, it's been crazy. Uh, Everyone, the interesting thing as well is that it's really pushed the 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 ranking points uh, at the top end up. Have you noticed? Yes, this? hasn't it? Yeah, because yeah. there's a mad dash for it. Yeah. So and it's because everyone's been playing for it. Uh, a lot of people have been, you know, you know, understandably been tanking as well, uh, and their loss in MMR has been gaining uh, for the people at the top. So. Number one at the moment, EI Sloth is up to four six six six, which is just crazy. Um, It's kind of interesting as well because there's a huge, huge variance in in the top seven and say you know after the the top fifty. So position fifty at the moment is four thousand five hundred and twelve. So there is a hundred and fifty, just more than a hundred and fifty points between number one and number 50. Isn't that ridiculous? That's pretty crazy, yeah. Yeah, that much of a difference. So, yeah, that just should, goes to show how much people have been really jockeying for this position, you know, just just to win that free airfare and, and an entry in to, to win part of that 25,000. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, we'll see. Uh, there's a few familiar names as well that are just outside the t- uh, top seven, which, you know... Uh, would be really cool to see get up there. Like Petrify, I think he's about, uh, let me look, he's 15th at the moment. So I know he's been really trying hard to get there. It'd be great to see an Aussie go. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's, it's interesting. Half an hour left. By the time you are listening to this podcast, they will have decided the top seven. And uh, yeah, it'll be great to see that tournament. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't wait to see the week after when everyone will be playing the same one or two decks, depending <laughs> on who won. Yeah. No, but I, I guess it is this kind of tournament format, so maybe it won't be like that. But we'll yeah. see a lot of interesting things come out. Yeah, and it would be tournament format as well, so there'll be yeah, bans. Yeah. So even if, you know, uh, Dagon is the best, people can just ban Dagon. So um, sure. it'll be really interesting to see, and it'll be great to see a big event uh, again, uh, uh, you know, done by CDPR. Uh, and and with you know a decent amount of money on the line, so uh, it'll really bring out the best players, obviously, and um, and we'll just get to see some great great grunt, uh, which is awesome. Yeah, look forward to it. Mm, so yes, yeah, so I think that's about it uh, that we wanted to talk about uh, today. Is there is there anything else you had on your mind? No, that's it. Just those points. 
no problem. So yeah, so we will see who are the top seven very soon. Uh, but it is uh, it is exciting to see what what's going to come for the for the competitive scene and the tournament scene. Uh, and also, just in general, um, the new patch will hit at some point in the next month, I imagine. Uh, you know, whether it's before or after uh, Gamescom will be interesting. Uh, we'll get to see these new cards, and then you know the the end of the season will happen at some point. You know, again soon. I think they've been saying on Reddit, uh, but you know, so, I think we can safely say at some point in you know in the next two months. Uh, yeah, probably yeah. earlier. I would think um, probably there, there after Gamescom, though, right? Yeah, there was some leak of uh, there might be something in China that kind of indicated a launch of something we don't know what maybe okay. it's a reveal uh, it wasn't sure but that was kind of mid like the second week end of the second week of august and um then of course you know after gamescom that might be a very good place to usher in the new age of you know not open beta but like you know the the real thing mm. so we will see soon tm <laughs> Alright, thank you everybody for listening out there in podcast land. If you have any feedback uh, or want to send us uh, something to do for a state of uh, vent, which we're not doing this week, but we will do if we get some submissions, uh, please send us an email to astateofgwent at gmail.com. But thank you for listening. We hope to be back again soon with another episode. Uh, May your games uh, be ever in your favor. (laughs) All All the best. Take care.